0: Jennifer Zang! Yes, Jacqueline Lopez. Give me three words to describe blood fever. Well, in lieu of three words, I've written an original song. Oh no! This is how it goes. Pon far, this is what you came for. (laughs) This is Seven of Wine. (laughs)
1: My gosh <laughs> <laughs> You can get the album never <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Oh my gosh. Hi everyone. My name is Jacqueline Lopez. That, that, those were the musical stylings of Jennifer sang. <laughs> and together we are seven of wine. Every episode we review a bottle of wine and an episode of Star Trek Voyager. At the same time, Ooh, sexy and Jennifer. <laughs> what is uh, this week's episode?
0: It is the sexiest of all Star Trek Voyager <laughs> episodes, God. in my personal opinion. It's Blood Fever,
1: blood, blood fever from season three. Um, so <laughs> the reason we've decided to thematically do this episode is because Valentine's Day is upon us. It is, and so love should always be in the air. But apparently, we need to notice it more on Valentine's Day. Indeed, it looms on the horizon like a dragon, <laughs> like a, like a dragon or like um a what would you call it? A lustful hormonal s- rage every 7 years. <laughs> yes, it's Oh, yes, very
0: appropriate. There you it go. just overtakes your body and threatens to destroy you. Punpun makes
1: you lose control. <laughs> <laughs> so good. We're just going to come up with all the musical references. <laughs> Jennifer Zhang. <laughs> yes, Real Jackie. quick. Let's get a quick synopsis on blood fever. All right. Well,
0: Lieutenant Belana Torres is working in engineering when Vorik, the resident Vulcan in engineering, decides he's going to uh, proposition her because he is going through a uh, situation that the Vulcans... <laughs> A situation that the Vulcans are um, susceptible to called Ponfar, where once every seven years, they're overtaken with the overwhelming urge to mate. And that's because uh, it's just in their biology. And if they don't mate with somebody with whom they have an empathetic bond... What happens? They die. What? They literally die from being (laughs) sprung. (laughs) They they horny themselves to death. You wonder what species or what, what gender and what age range invented this sucker <laughs> exactly so uh experiencing ponfar for the first time vorrick decides he's going to try to mate with blana torres she's not having it uh-uh Mm-mm. her half klingon side says no and her human side says no yeah so everyone says no. everyone's saying no everyone um and in his fitful rage he grabs her face and mind mills with her thus transferring to her some of his pawn far. Oh, no. The pawn or the
1: far part? Oh,
0: both, baby. Both. (laughs) Um, And there isn't much more summary uh, that goes into this, except for the fact that on an away mission that follows inconveniently immediately afterwards, she gets caught in a rock slide with none other than Lieutenant Tom Paris. Mm. (laughs) Jen doesn't have zippers today So she's just touching her face (laughs) (laughs) And uh, as they navigate These caves he's focused on Trying to get out she's focused on trying to get it in oh jesus have <laughs> you been rehearsing this no i haven't This okay. is all coming. I'm, I'm i'm freestyling baby i'm boop, freestyling boop, 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 um, boop, boop, boop. what happens we don't know will she die from being horny dun, dun, dun. will tom paris serves her
1: dun, dun, dun. and save her life dun, dun. or will he totally puss out we'll discuss we'll discuss <laughs> thank you for that summary and for touching yourself minimally <laughs> that was helpful well you know So, I think we've already covered this, Um, but before we do that, let's get into the wine, shall we? Yes, specially selected. Specially selected for the evening by none other than Jennifer Zeng. So, the idea behind it is we alternate episodes. I pick an episode and a bottle of wine to go with it. Today, it was Jen's turn, and of course, she aptly bought this bottle. It is a 2014 red blend from Paso Robles called Tooth and Nail. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. It's called... The stand made by Tooth and Nail. And it has a giant boar on it.
0: Which everyone with a third grade education knows looks exactly like the
1: wild targ that inhabits the planet of Klingon. Apparently I have every grade of education except for third. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what else? Okay, so the stand is a blend of 80% petite Syrah, 10% Syrah, and 10% Malbec. And the quotation on this bottle, as soon as... As they get within their den, one of them stands, sentinel. Should the hunter kill it, another immediately takes its place. It is considered the bravest animal of these forests, for it dreads neither man nor beast. And then it says, seers. Oh, no, it doesn't say seers. It says, scars on our hands and pains in our bodies. We press on. This wine, born of rugged earth and earnest soil, Nope. Ernest toil <laughs> is the testament of our struggle. Tooth and Nail Toothandnailones.com <laughs> There's their
0: plug. See, it's so Klingon in its description. And tooth and nail, teeth are certainly going to come into play in this episode. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm literally just going to sit back and watch you just go. Just, just go. Lose I'm, myself in the moment. I, am, I own it. I am shotgun to this. All right. Let's read this. We're going to read this breakdown for you. Bevmo has uh, this wine tasting, these wine tasting notes. Intoxicating bouquet, unapologetic and bordering aggressive. Ooh. Yet, once sipped, soft, supple, restrained, surprisingly lush, velvety tannin, juicy acidity, and a silky finish come together.
0: They come together, eh? Ooh. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Cheers. Cheers, love. Or kapla. Uh-huh. Kapla, indeed. Kapla, indeed. Happy Valentine's Day. Mm. <laughs> or Galentine's Day for us. Ooh. Yeah, yeah.
1: Y'alls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, here we go. All right. So, that is, that's very bold. It's, uh, it's no spice box, I'll tell you that much. Nope. No spice box where your heart used to be. Um, I don't know. I think I was telling Jen off the, of course, we've been drinking before we do this doy. Um, It's very metallic on the palate for me yeah. when it first starts. But we've had it in the glass for a little bit and it's actually mellowed out a bit, which is yeah. nice.
0: Is it weird for me to say it's, <laughs> it tastes like it would go good with goat meat? Or with Tog Hot? Oh, indeed. The most honorable of all. Hearts to consume.
1: <laughs> I wish you guys could see this. Jen looks like she's like a history teacher with her <laughs> legs crossed. And every time she talks about anything Klingon, she's like, well, as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact. Heart of Targ <laughs> is consumed on the Day of Honor. As a matter of fact, uh, I studied linguistics in Klingon with a side of anthropological studies in Klingon. Klingon, Klingon. <laughs> Klingon. Klingon. Klingon graphics. Klingon. Yes. It's fantastic. No, it's it's actually... I like this better than last week's. Yeah, it's, it actually has, um,
0: you know, they, they don't really mention what fruit, fruit notes you get, but it, it kind of, it definitely has a plum. I'm tasting plum.
1: Plum. I want to taste now. Yeah. Taste that plum. Mmm, <laughs> girl. Mm. Taste that plum, yo. <laughs> you get in that plum right now. You get, you get in that plum, girl. You get in that plum. <laughs> yeah, it's not berry. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing berry about this. very dark um very uh you know what I feel like it's very
0: appropriate to this episode
1: I love it I love that you found it serendipitously because it fits and it means that this was a sign from above that we need to talk about this episode I need to get into the meat and potatoes of this episode because Mm -hmm. I find (laughs) Roxanne Dawson in this episode emotes exactly what I feel if I were in the same situation just my favorite so my favorite thing about this episode is there's these turnaround moments where Mm -hmm. like for example neelix goes oh where's Vorek?" and she just goes she's he's not coming no just very quickly fuck that guy fuck fuck that guy he touched my face (laughs) hey he tried to mate with me and and that honestly there were moments when i was re-watching this that i had i had to guffaw out loud because it was just it was so and here's the thing. It doesn't work unless it's well acted, and they everybody was just on their game because my favorite part, one of my favorite parts, is at the very beginning, where Vorik. So again, with the setup that Jen gave us, Vorik is sitting there and he's talking shop with Mm Bolana, and then he goes, "Um, are are we done here? Are we cool?" And she goes, "Oh yeah, we're done. Cool. Well, I'll see you. I'll see you in in the transporter bay, whatever." And he walks, he walks around the other side of her, and then goes, "Um, so." If, would this be a good time to uh, ask you to marry me? <laughs> just, just like, well, then I feel it's appropriate to. And then he says some weird word. Yeah. And she's like, huh? Which just to me sounds like Kubla Khan. Yep. And, uh, and yeah. And then her face is just like, excuse me. Ex- yes. Ex- Squeeze me. Squeeze me. <laughs> it's just so great. And, and she tries <laughs>
0: to let him down easy. You know, which is, I give B'Elanna credit. You know, she really is like, yeah, no, not so much for me with the making love to you. Not not today, son.
1: But not here's, today I have to give him... And I actually like this and I actually thought about it. I love how logical he is about yeah. mating with her. It's yeah. all compliments. Yeah. It, it, it literally reads like a Stanford rejection letter. Yes. <laughs> very, very clinical, mm-hmm. but very succinct and very polite. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, but obviously the opposite because you're not firing or divorcing her you're trying to marry her mm-hmm. he's just look we're we're suited for each other because I'm strong and you're strong we're both smart mm-hmm. he he leads gentlemen take note he leads with saying he admires her intelligence and strength oh pretty good I was smooth I mean, move Warwick. I mean aside like if you did love connection where you don't get to see the guy mm-hmm. that's pretty good pretty
0: good but she doesn't
1: well mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <but laughs> especially <laughs> Like it would literally be she like she doesn't bite yet. It would be it would be like hey Jen, um so we're we're cool uh, meeting up for the movies uh, next week right? Totes. Okay, so cool. So will you marry me? Uh, what?
0: <laughs> so
1: Siggy, what now? Says it. what? Yeah. Tape stop. Yeah. But it was yeah. So that was so funny to me. And then the other part was Neelix where's bork he's not coming he's not coming so quick and then so she's all about like speedy 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 does that work with you tom <laughs> does that work with you and he's just uh
0: he's like a wiggity what
1: um there's I, a lot of wiggity what moments i think is, that's what it is and she goes let's go
0: and let's, she's off let's go yeah there's a lot of uh, in there now the, the funny thing about this is th- there's been an accusation in the fan community not an accusation but a um uh, an observation that the, this particular Star Trek couple—they're practically made out of fan fiction. Oh my God, they're so practically made out of fan made fiction. A fan fiction. And, and what we're describing here is literally: she is horny out of her mind, and they go on an away mission. And by circumstances beyond their control, they're caught in a rock slide together. So that there is like nothing but walls around them, and the unspoken feelings that now have. Nowhere to go, but they just ricochet around these cave walls.
1: And, and, and poor Neelix's third wheel, with his leg broken yeah. on the floor. Like, <laughs> if you want, if you've ever wanted to feel more like a third wheel, go rock climbing with friends and shatter your pelvis
0: right at the beginning. <laughs> Right at the beginning. And then piss one of them off. And the other one's just like,
1: hold the phone. She's being a little impossible right now. (laughs)
0: She's just a little extra. She's a little little extra. Oh my God, she's a little extra. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) So like plot wise, it's it's really funny because the, the whole plot is... Really, that the time runs down for them to be able to save them, like the rest of the Voyager crew, because even though it is about the the interplay and the the, the sexual tension between Tom and Belana, the rest of the crew, really led by the resident Vulcan Tuvok realizes that the clock ticks down to when she literally dies of horniness.
1: And it's not like her heart stops. It's a brain meltdown. Yeah, they have like biological, uh, chemical imbalance is how they yeah. refer to it. One of the things that I really liked is in watching another panel of uh, the Star Trek Voyager cast mm-hmm. is Tim Russ would speak on this and say, you know, a lot of the Vulcan lore, especially with that episode in part, with this episode in particular, mm-hmm. is a lot of it was made up like, established in this episode. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of uncharted territory. And because of that, I think that it's kind of fun. How do you negotiate this? How do you make it your own? But how do you also stay true to canon? So what's really fascinating about
0: Ponfar and how it's treated in this particular series is, like, every Star Trek series has got, you know, at least one Ponfar Far episode because the most famous one, of course, being in the original series where like Spock needs to fight Kirk and like, <clears throat> oh, so, okay. So the thing about Ponfar, Far, it's got some layers to it, it's right?
1: Like an onion.
0: Yes. The only, the only ways to resolve it are to either mate, right? Or to battle somebody. To wrestle Yes. In like a ritual battle to kind of purge all of this pent up rage, Right. Uh, and that's called, I think,
1: califi, califi, I think, something like that. Everything starts with a K, kalifee and it sounds, it sounds something. like a probiotic. Yeah. That's everything in the Klingon language that has to do with sex sounds like a probiotic, or the the Vulcan language. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Wine, I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, and the third way is to meditate it away. But the meditating it away is, is something that takes years and years of training, right? And and so here we're faced with something very interesting. In that, like the Vulcan, ev- like everything in Voyager, right? They're so far away from anything that can help them, right? So, Vorik, poor Vorik. Poor. Hashtag. Poor Vorik. Poor he doesn't have the support of a Vulcan community to help him he get out. He can't go of this. home. He can't go home, so he can't find. An, he doesn't have a ton of Vulcans he could pick from, of Vulcan women to resolve his his mating problem. And he, to be fair, this is mm-hmm. his first time doing it. Yeah, it's right. his. It's puberty. It's Vulcan puberty. Puberty. Tuvok, you know, is the only one who can help him. But Tuvok has got like he's he's running double duty here. How do you help Vorik? Do this really complicated navigation of of Ponfar while also trying to
1: save your your chief engineer. And on top of that, the one thing I thought was really interesting about this is there's is so much privacy mm-hmm. even within the Vulcan culture about Ponfar because it's a culture
0: of logic, and there's very little. I mean, being lustful flies in the face of anything. It, it basically combats your logic, yeah. as we all know. Do we Jen? I mean, I do. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> to finish an earlier thought, because it does lead into this, right? The way to 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 answer what you said about like how does this how does Voyager make the Pon Far episode their own? The, ah. spin, the spin on it here is we're not dealing primarily with a Vulcan who's dealing with Pon Far. What happens when a Klingon gets Pond Far? Because Klingons are already very aggressive, mm-hmm. very sexual, not every seven
1: years just pretty much year round all the time it's they perennial. remind me of grace jones in conan the barbarian <laughs> yes <laughs> when Perfect, she's analogy. Like, i want the man i make him mine mine and she just like grabs a guy oh it was so great
0: <laughs> so everything about a klingon is now way more amplified <laughs> in balana right so she her human side has really been the thing that's cock blocking her let's face it. Forever. Yes, because a Klingon would go for it but she's so hyper aware of her Klingon side that she rejects every man. She's kind of frigid. She needs to make sure she's like, you know. On her
1: game. She's trying to prove
0: herself. Yep. She's trying to be more human than Klingon all the time. On. She's on all the time on the time all the time so uh here now the klingon side is going to win and it's going to win big because now she's got the pun far and so when she is stuck in a situation with Tom Paris and there's a crisis happening which is that the third person on their away team is now completely useless in helping them get their gallacid neelix
1: who's the th- who's the third wheel his equipment fails no pun intended literally fails and he falls she breaks his fall. She gets injured, but he gets injured even more so. But instead of being concerned, the first thing she does is accuse him of sabotaging the mission. Because mm-hmm. her aggression is now heightened. Amplified, Escalated. Yes. Um, and Tom Paris does
0: the exact wrong thing to do when a Klingon is sprung, which is... <laughs> <laughs> which is he, he, tries, he tries to restrain her because she's starting to get really aggressive. And that... That triggers Klingon behavior. Oh, what does Certainly. it trigger, Jennifer? So as as they're kind of struggling against each other, and he's trying to restrain her, she bites him right on the face. Oh, Which, uh, if you're a Klingon like we are, okay, like we all are here like in this we room, all. you guys, you know, we all are. Um, that that is that is a way to uh,
1: to signal taking possession of your mate. I would love to go clubbing with Jen, get Ooh. her drunk enough. To where she bites a man on the face oh my god i will film it <laughs> i will post it i will pretend to take it down i won't take it down i'm taking it to tmz <laughs> it's gonna be
0: well great. let me get famous first so it's worth it okay Jeez. fine god damn it i'm gonna pour myself some more wine because you know what it's about to get sexy gop, 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 gop. <laughs> oh go! <laughs> better glug wine glug. yes glug so, glug oh my so gosh she tastes tom paris's blood Right? Oh my Which. and you aren't kidding. No, she does. She actually <laughs> says. Got sexy. She actually says in the episode, I've tasted your I've, blood. I've tasted, I've tasted your tasted blood. Your, I've picked up your scent. I've picked up your scent. I know. He's he's
1: fucked. <laughs> Homeboy is fucked. Can <laughs> I tell you? Uh-huh. I can't believe we live in a 2017 where consent is ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And yet Tom Paris is a shining example back in 19, whatever, 90, whatever. Yeah. Where even yes means no. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. How, how? How do I understand? How are we going oh. backwards
0: in our logic? But you know what's really fascinating about this, and we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later. Okay. Because it wasn't supposed to, the original way the episode was written. If you know, if the internet is to be believed, which I believe it is, um, it was not supposed to be Tom Paris. In the script, who was trapped with Balana. Who was it supposed it was to be? It was supposed to be Tuvok. What? The whole, the whole and the whole episode was supposed to be about Tuvok, and thank God they didn't do this. The whole episode was supposed to be about Balana dealing with Ponfar and Tuvok trying to help her meditate out of it. Oh come, I know. On. Not not, not even remotely
1: sexy. Here's the deal. Yeah. I actually appreciated taking on the idea that part of Part of the way to overcome puberty, because essentially this is a huge metaphor for puberty, mm-hmm. part of it is reflection. Yep. And I think that if, I'm, I'm being totally serious here, I think that when I was going through puberty, it would have been helpful to take stock of the fact, fuck everything, you know, fuck every-, every <laughs> Well, don't fuck everything. Well, sh- calm down, <laughs> calm, calm your tits, Jennifer Zhang. Be slightly selective. My, my point is, if I was more reflective about what I was going through, rather than, oh, these are the changes, and if someone kind of said, spirit Hey, guide. kind of a spirit guide, but I guess if I'm very bad at articulating this because of the amount of wine I've had, but I will <laughs> say, I think it was kind of cool that part of the process of overcoming this puberty was to take pause mm-hmm. and to see how it was affecting you emotionally. So that's what we have
0: here. Um, that being said, super, super glad that it wasn't Tuvok in the caves, because what they revised it to was to have Tom Paris be in there with her, with her, and originally the script kind of just had him taking over the role of Tuvok, to basically say, like, no, you need to meditate this away. Makes no sense. Tom Paris would be kind of all about this you would be all about this and that's exactly how they played it because again if um you know interviews and like things are to be believed as like accurate representations of how this episode went down it was robbie duncan mcneil who said you know what this isn't true to tom paris's character he would not be trapped in a cave with a woman he's been harboring tons of feelings for and you know and when she flies at him like just tongue out like teeth bared like hands all over his body he wouldn't be like no hold on excuse me
1: i'd like to take a moment uh, to talk about jesus christ yeah let's
0: uh let's let's take a step back and maybe meditate it would be a struggle for him and that's exactly what we see in this is you know he's he is as as we touched on last week um he's the quintessential playboy he's the bad boy in this episode right i mean sorry in the series and and we see the side of him finally where it's like yeah he is the playboy but she's special. She's not just somebody that he That's wants kind to. Kind of cool.
1: I never yeah. considered that. She's not just she's somebody. Spe- she's Aww. not just somebody
0: that he wants to fuck. So uh, just you know, and and have it be over. So the fact that now he has this opportunity, it's insane. Not only is he going to be able to have sex with her, but it will save her life. He could save her life by, by fucking her, by boning her. Yeah, he he actually has, <laughs> you know, his his emotions for her are so strong. And he actually is able to say to her face, if we do this, you're going to hate me and I can't have you hate me. Right. What She's I love special is special to wish- him.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. I never considered that. So hot, Jackie. Jackie, here's here's the thing. <laughs> oh, no, there's a thing. Jacqueline Lopez. There's a thing. Look, what Jennifer's saying.
0: You know, I'm a big shipper when it comes to Tom Paris and Blanca Torres. Is there a Torres. name? Is there a you name? The P I know they could have come up with something
1: better, but they're we're the going to come up with something. P slash Tears. Yes, we're going to come up by the end of this <laughs> this sweet podcast. Yeah, we're going we're going to come up with the best acronym ever. <laughs> Or contraction of name. <laughs> but the, so my
0: favorite episode when it comes to their relationship is, of course, Day of Honor. A Day of
1: Honor. Because
0: it's the episode where, you know, fast forward to, I think, season four. I can't remember now. But B'Elanna finally confesses her feelings for Tom. Blah, blah, blah. So for me, Day of Honor is main bitch. Blood fever. Oh blood. Blood main fever. Bitch. Girl, blood fever <laughs> is side bitch. And let me tell you, side bitch is fun. Side- <laughs> This episode. This is the one you take to the clubs. Yep. This this episode, you almost cannot believe. Like, y'all at home, if you've not watched Star Trek Voyager, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast.
1: This.
0: <laughs> but, but this episode, watch it because it, it's. It's mind-blowing. It's, this is this is the future. And yet this particular episode is so primal. It's insanely primal. There, there are so many euphemisms that Star Trek uses for the act of sex, right? It's called mating. It's called, you know, like copulate. Like they just, they use all these different words for it because we're imagining that in the future we've somehow moved past some of, you know, some of the, the more... The carnal. The carnal aspects mm-hmm. of sex. Um, and so you don't hear it said that often. In this episode... As Tom Paris and B'Elanna later on in their, their trip through the caves, right? Which is also somewhat symbolic. It, the indeed. shaking,
1: the yeah. shaking
0: of the walls. The walls because are the sexual tension. Rumbling all around them. Rumbling. And Belana decides she's gonna try to blast through some of the cave walls to try to get them out because she's just hyper aggressive at this point. And Tom realizes immediately it's gonna cause a cave in, right? She's no longer thinking with her upstairs brain. <laughs> her upstairs. <laughs> So Stop. he, I oh,
1: got it. Rubs.
0: I'm gonna use that hashtag he, upstairs brain. And, and, and you know, and also just just so you guys understand, Tom Paris, he's had minimal contact now with Voyager. He kind of understands because of what Tuvok has has observed from the situation before it all went to shit, uh, before they all got separated in the rock slide. Tom knows that there's something wrong with Bolana. He knows that she's going to get more and more worked up. He doesn't know she's going to die from it, but he knows it's well,
1: he, it's bad. I, Really? Because I think he knows, but he's under the, pre- the pretense that they can save her if they get her back to the ship. That's true. Yeah, he does know and he, he believes it. That's true. You're right. That's totally what it right. is. So the, the whole objective at this point is just to get her better.
0: Yeah, at he, this it, point. And without without having to sacrifice what he's been building with her. Oh my god, that's I know so It's so beautiful. Stop. But they are, they're at one point, like, I mean, she's already bitten him, she's already picked up his scent, they've, guys they've already done foreplay. Tasted his blood. They've already done foreplay as far as she's concerned. As far, as, she, as, as, far as half of her is concerned. Yes, because they've already fought. And now, she's trying to blast through a cave wall, and he again, wrestles her for the gun. Right. And they're just like, they're just struggling against each other and she's sh- just starting to breathe really heavily because this is this is turning oh, no. her way oh, the fuck no. on. Oh, no. This is even worse. Like, Tom Paris, you're not, do- bro, you're achieving the opposite of your goals here if you're trying to calm her down. Can
1: we talk about this? Like, don't, isn't there yeah. a 101 Klingon where they're like, hey, if you wrestle a Klingon in
0: heat, they're gonna bone you? Yes. I mean, on the wedding night, you break a clavicle. That's how crazy it gets. Bro. So, um, Bro. Bro. So so as he's as he's Bro. as he's wrestling with Balana, right? He goes, he just straight up says, "This isn't about the gun, this is about sex." This
1: is about oh my gosh, he that lead-in was is about, ridiculous. This is about sex. Balana, this is about sex." And, and I was like, "I thought it was about a gun." To hear to hear, <laughs> to hear the
0: word like barked practically yes. in Star Trek. To have somebody on Star Trek just be like, this is about sex. You are I mean, as a Star Trek watcher
1: at that point, you're just like, oh, no. <gasps> <laughs> well for they, me, they when I was watching it, I was just kind of sitting there and I was like, oh, they're fighting. And I kind of looked away and I looked the other way and then all of a sudden I heard sex and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> like that's when your popcorn flies out of the popcorn box <laughs> because you were startled by someone on the other side of the door. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh! Now yeah. it climbs. I mean, this episode. Whew, I need here. Oh, here, oh we're cheering! We're, we're cheering again because we're about
0: to get. It's about to get. Is this really the third hot. act
1: or the second act?
0: We're We're going to get right into where it all climaxes. The climax. It comes to a. Oh God! There's there's just double climax. There's multiple climaxes in this. Is there though. because there's the midpoint, and then there's <laughs> what happens later. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I'm glad you guys are listening.
1: I'm glad listen, you
0: guys are listening. Let's so take you can, on so you can bear witness. <laughs> Two gens unraveling.
1: Let's let's go on this journey together. All right, friends. let's go. What I love about it is again, this ship is isolated. Mm-hmm. How do you combat this hormonal event? Because Vorik is not the only Vulcan, and we we address it later. But I digress. What I think is so fascinating is the doc comes up with a holodeck program. He does, and it's what's funny about
0: this and. You know, I'm going to Kanye. I'm going to let you finish. I really mm-hmm. will let you finish. Is that Vorik's struggle? I'm drinking wine. I'm cool. Vorik's struggle, which, you know, you should definitely describe, is really the, you super don't care about it in this episode. And you want to.
1: Yes. Props, props to that actor for trying really hard mm-hmm. because a part of me was like, you know, he's getting really emotional in his delivery, but he's entitled because yeah. he's going through the pom pom. Paufauf, <laughs> the paufauf into into trouble with.
0: Yep. So <laughs> so you were saying so the, the the
1: remedy that that um we're exploring with Vorik. Oh, so at one point in the episode the doc goes, "Hey bro, I know how we can uh fiddle your fiddle. We're going to give you a Holodeck program that I've created where you get to bone a hologram Vulcan. Vulcan." Yeah. So it's basically 3D porn.
0: It is. And I mean, he should have known no, he's just a hologram. That it wasn't going to work. because Wasn't it, though? Well, I mean, it was very experimental. Like you said, they're so far away from any other Klingons to re- I mean, sorry, Vulcans to reference, right? There's, They're really flying by the sea of their pants now. And, and they don't have Tuvok because Tuvok is going to... He's stuck on the planet trying to, to save B'Elanna. By
1: and, the way, I'm going to completely digress here. What did you think about their outfits on the planet? Hot. You so liked hot. Oh, my God. The lines... <laughs> No, no, the the, the lines, those
0: the, the lines on those away mission suits Stop! were oh so. It's like all the seams were pointing at the privates, and no, then with they weren't. um, no, they weren't. They were very they were very slimming, and then like they were very slimming. As as Bellana gets more and more like hot and bothered, literally, she has to undo the top part of her guys, uniform, and so her. Roxanne Cleavage Dawson's is,
1: body. Whew, my god guys girl what are you girls doing and guys sign me up for that regiment. whatever that is Jesus whatever Christ. that is she looked amazing she got twigs in her hair i don't even
0: care No, and, she was, and the, her acting in this is she decided to play it like she's constantly out of breath like it's actually physically, she's sweating yeah down her boobs you just see this line her, of sweat
1: she got breasticle sweat but so it's good. hot
0: as fuck so good
1: so what happens later is at another episode, I forgot what, but Tuvok is going through Far, and the holodeck program works with him. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. But it's his wife. Oh, that's they true. They program his wife. Yeah. And I think that's the difference is because this is Vorik's first time, He's like, no. He has no empathetic connection. Either. He doesn't. To the- Wait, time out. I'm. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> Can we backtrack? So what ends up happening, right? Is Tom Paris is like, all right, fine. If I need to bone her to get her better, I'm gonna bone her. <gasps> Wait, we should build up to that. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry, you <laughs> Jennifer. Since you are the writer between the two of us, please build up while I drink some wine. <laughs> Sorry. There's because the 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 critical
0: thing that happens between the two of them before this happens is insane, right? They finally, they get to the point where, they, they get to the point where B'Elanna cannot handle it anymore. And they are, she can't. And she literally jumps on Tom Paris, like like wrestles him to the floor and forces herself on him. Oh
1: my gosh, no, but before that, before the commercial break, my favorite is he goes, look, I know the circumstances or whatever. And she shuts him the fuck up and goes, shut your mouth. Let's go bone in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no. Oh no, no. This
0: happens after this. Okay, this is this is the moment where she jumps him in the cave.
1: Oh my bad. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Go, yeah. go,
0: go, go. So she she jumps him in the cave, right? And he is you know like no and we super can't do this i'm going to regret it i'm going to regret I'm, it i am so you're going to respect ruin,
1: you so much
0: <laughs> you're going to ruin our friendship and you know you could tell he's he's had it in mind it's going to is supposed to go a, a certain way and she like she's crazed now with the need to do him <laughs> that she, <laughs> she she calls him out on everything she tries she actually is now like she's a lawyer in like a court right she says to him <laughs> she's Atticus Finch. she is Atticus Finch. she she calls him out on everything she says I've seen the way you look at me yes I know you want to do this and is she's crazy she's, so
1: she's known this she's, she's harbored known this all of this these feelings
0: yeah women know gentlemen and women know. and she's saying this like an inch from his face like In, her her lips oh are like an inch from his face
1: standard formatting God bless you, you sweet son of a bitch. <laughs> the closeness, the intimacy between
0: these yep. two. She's she, and she she actually says <sighs> the most rapiest thing ever to him. She oh, says Jesus Christ, Jen. No, she does. She says she says let it happen
1: she does she say, just let it happen she's right in his face she
0: says let it happen and she got twigs in her hair and he says and he admits it he says yeah i do i do want you but not like this and she's like no let it happen and they start making out and you're like holy shit this is happening jen is having to meltdown this this happening and then this is happening and then he pushes like he he backs her up and you think it's about to get really hot and heavy and then he puts his fingers on her lips and he says
1: he says, I hope you tell me this one day yeah, and you actually mean it. Yes, he calls oh. her out on it. He calls her out on it, yeah. which just makes her super pissed, right?
0: So now now she's dying. That's no, the thing. No.
1: And now she's what, dying. What, isn't,
0: what, what is happening now is now she's she's been denied. She's been severely, severely blue balled and she's dying. So now we've built up to the part that you were talking about where – they finally break to the surface with the help of Chakotay and Tuvok. Finally, get to them.
1: Yeah. So what happens is there's a, a Plan B rescue team that Janeway, the love of my life, sends down there, and they go to rescue B'Elanna and Tom. They find the Gallaceite and blah blah blah. Yep. So all of a sudden, my favorite part, genuinely. <laughs> so they get to the surface. They all meet up together. B'Elanna is having a meltdown. You can tell that she's not herself. She's just going she's crazy. doubled over. She's and barely Tuvok, alive. And Tuvok, and this is the only way you can deliver this, <laughs> is as a Vulcan goes, hey, man, you got to fuck her to keep her alive. <laughs> yeah, he says, bro, you have to help her right now. Bro, you got to help her. And everybody on that surface of that planet, because it's the future and they're decent human beings, knows that she's got to get... Get one in her. She's got to get it in. She's got to get it in. She's got to delta flyer it. She's got. I she, can't. I can't. <laughs> You've so broken we me. Got, we got the moment. They go in the. They go to the jungle and apparently there's an amazing clearing. Yeah. Who knew that there was that was there? Well, you
0: know what's really funny about this is what's what's hilarious about this situation, right? Is that Tom Paris has literally spent the whole episode not having sex with her and trying his damnedest not to have sex with her and then like they hit the surface and tuvok's like no bro you gotta do it
1: that's my favorite part <laughs> he needed no, you gotta get in there approval. can i tell you that would be the greatest sketch comedy where things are happening and people are like i don't know if i should and then all of a sudden like tim russ pups his head in and goes hey no bro you gotta do it no, you
0: gotta do it yeah
1: in there bro you gotta get in there Get in there bro get in so, there
0: and it, it's almost if it weren't you know, if the episode didn't frame it up as so, like, just so much gravity in the situation, now it's now or never, it's laughable. It's actually, like, oh, wah, this wah, is, wah,
1: wah, wah. Honestly, this entire episode are just moments of giggles, but because you hit on it at the beginning of this podcast, yeah. it is all fanfic. Yeah. I remember, uh, I, I can't say it verbatim, but there is a moment right before they decide to teleport to the surface of the planet, originally when it's Neela, when when Bolana is first, Infused with the ponfar. far, there is uh, there's a moment where she's talking blah 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 schematics schematics uh, is this okay with you Tom Paris and he goes well if we go in nice and slow yeah the whole thing <laughs> I can't the I whole can't! thing we just gotta take it easy if we take it nice and slow we should be we fine should be fine well yes foreshadowing Foreshadowing. fucking shadowy. So, so she goes so
0: he's like basically like yeah we haven't done it two fox like what are you doing dude bro. Stick we, it in her. Come on, bro. Get in there. Shit. Get in
1: there. Get in there. So <laughs> be a team player. <laughs> and take then, one for the team. Take one for the team. And so he goes, you know, I know this is it. And then, you know, she's like, shut up. Let's mm-hmm. go. And they go into the forest yes. and she throws him around. Yeah. You guys, if this isn't female empowerment, I don't no. know what is. She fights for herself in the yep. ultimate battle. Mm hmm. She's throwing him around. He's scared as a little little bit. He's terrified. Bitch. Oh he's my terrified. god. He's terrified.
0: He wants it, but he's never had sex with a Klingon before. Oh my god.
1: And she throws him around like. And
0: he references. Oh my god. He references like because he's he's heard tell as many have heard tell of Jennifer how, how aggressive, alone, how aggressive <laughs> laptop, <laughs> just, um, how just just you know googling. I'm not gonna tell you what I Google. Please don't. I'm not gonna do, tell you what I Google. But then burn it. <laughs> and then burn it. <laughs> <laughs> Burn it like my fiery passion. <laughs> so, um, he he's heard tell of how aggressive Klingons. So he is terrified, you know. As she rubs herself all over him and like bites his, uh, she his throws wrist. him down.
1: Uh huh. And what I love about it, she's like, "Are you having a good time?" Then mean it. Oh my gosh, Ana Torres. thank you
0: hot thank you for owning it and you know to his credit like he's he's scared that he's about to be hurt and then she basically gives him like the safe word right she basically says to him like she says potatoes she says like then mean it and he realizes
1: that this is all part of it and then he's game he's game he's game bludgeoned balana fights Vorek, and of course because yes women future is female balana wins
0: she does. Oh, Vorik, uh, the detail that is missing is their sex gets interrupted by Voric. <laughs>
1: cock block Vorik. So
0: if, if you ever get a cock block, ladies and gentlemen, just call it a Voric. A Voric. They're about to get down to it, and Voric shows up, grabs Tom Paris, throws him, pull, literally pulls him off of Belana. I could see how a fellow would be pissed after that.
1: I could. He's uh, like, I'll fight him. Yeah. And then Belana's like, nah, bitch, I got I this. I got this. Fixes it all is well in the world they get the galasite blah 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 pew pew go back into space the one thing I th- and then there's that turbo lift moment <laughs> the turbo lift moment so what ends up happening right you got you got Balana. you got Tom Paris they're in the elevator together all is supposedly well because the fight with Vorik purged her blood fever that's it right because that was option two yeah you either mate or you fight. challenge or you meditate the meditate out the window right so we got we got the fight Mm-hmm. And and by the way, funniest fight ever, right? Because so you have funny. these three guys Star in, Trek these, fighting. in these leotards just sitting there staring <laughs> at, it
0: looks like West Side Story. Yep, Chakotay, Tuvok, and Tom Paris have to stand, they have to stand on the sidelines. They can't interrupt. They can't. So they're just standing no. there watching her get her ass kicked
1: and, and watching but her But then kick she ass. beats the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. Uh-huh. Again, I cannot emphasize how empowering this series is to women. You know, we have Janeway on the bridge. I love her. I love her. (laughs) I love her so much. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first episode I've ever seen, Mm -hmm. right? Or or at the time. This was the first episode because Jen was replaying clips of fucking (laughs) Ponfar (laughs) on her Mm -hmm. fucking phone while we were going camping. And I didn't understand the context. So I decided to watch this because I said, you know, Jen and I, we click. We understand each other's episodes and tastes in shows. I might as well give her the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. I could care less about Tom Paris and Belana Torres, but I loved the shit out of Captain Catherine Janeway. But I digress. The bottom line is Belana Torres, Tom Paris are in the Turbo Lift. Tom Paris halts the Turbo Lift. It is, the, it is Tom Paris Computer who does halt, this. Turbo lift. And he goes, halt Turbo Lift. And he goes, Belana, we got to talk about this. You almost jumped my bones and you bit me on the face. I needed plastic surgery because (laughs) that bite almost got infected. And she goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. Let's just ignore it, which is a common theme with her, which is very interesting. She's very, she, she, there's so much suppression and denial
0: of her, of who she is.
1: Is it denial or is it, it is a denial, isn't it? There's a word for it. But it is something where it is a common thing with her where if she gets out of line, she's like, look, just ignore it. It is a big thing with her. She doesn't like looking at, at certain things. And what things. I love, and this, again, Star Trek is very clinical in a lot of things. Very clinical. But what I love very subtly is that, if that is a word, is that Tom Paris goes, look, you want to ignore it. I'm not going to ignore no, it. Oh
0: Tom Paris is all about impulse. He's all about the heart. he It's really funny. He's a bad boy, but he's, so, he's got so much heart.
1: He has so much heart. so much heart. So at the end of this, she goes, look, just forget it. Just forget it. And he goes, hey, I know you were afraid of unleashing your Klingon, your Klingon, side. Klingon side. And he says something along the lines of "You, your big scary Klingon side. Yeah. But I've seen it. And it's not that scary. Yeah. And my it's the heart. The perfect thing oh, to say. Oh, I was like, who wrote that? Yeah,
0: and then ah! so you're already like, oh my god, like I, that's that's all we want. Honestly, we want we want a guy to tell us they've seen the worst of us, oh, you know, or the parts of us that, that
1: I'm drinking,
0: <laughs> the parts <laughs> the parts of us that we're either ashamed of or scared to show somebody because we think it's unbecoming. The dark side. Yeah, the dark side of us. We want someone to 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 see that side of us and say, you know, and it's not bad, and. And, and want to see more of it. That's the thing. He tops it off with, you know, and it wasn't so bad. In fact, I'd like to see more of it someday.
1: But who gets the last
0: word? Belinda Torres, because she goes, "Be careful what you wish for." And it's so perfectly set up because you guys, it's so he, perfect. He he basically he says the perfect thing to her. He does. He says he says you that I'd like that. I'd love to see uh, you know I'd like to see more of it one day. He basically says I've seen the worst of you and I like you not in spite of it but because of it. It actually turned me on, is what he said. And she cannot, her reaction, she's just flabbergasted. So initially, you just think she's not going to react to it and at really all. And she
1: walks out. So yep. all of a sudden, she says nothing. There is silence between them. You're and like, come he, on, Bilana. And he resumes the turbo left, and you kind of sit there, and you're like, fuck you, Bilana. Come on.
0: And your standards of bullshit. Yes. Bitch. Listen, he just said the perfect
1: thing. And then. And then. And then, and then she walks off the turbo lift on whatever floor she she's going to the commissary. I don't know where she's going, but she goes. Be careful what you wish for. And the uh, doors close on Tom Paris's face. Credits roll, and thus thus was born like a legion
0: of shippers, star shippers, now, shippers for these these two particular characters on Star
1: Trek. Now, them. Jen, was this the first time that they hinted at this? No, there no? there's been um. There, there were episodes prior to this where
0: um, there's a flirtation, but the dynamic was always that Tom Paris would flirt with her and she would shut him down very quickly. Um, or you would see glimpses of a friendship that was starting to, to grow between the two of them where he was the only one that put up with her shit. You would see, you would see evi- evidence of that where she'd be really, really pissed at him and like really mean to him and he would just be like, look, you need a friend. I'm trying to be your friend. There there was that. So you knew they were building something deeper. But this was the first time, you know, that the romance was,
1: it was basically literally like brought to the surface, like forcefully. What are the lessons that gentlemen can learn from this? And women can learn from this. (laughs) In fact, (laughs) we're giving like Valentine's Day advice. We are, we're giving, us single women are giving advice. Gentlemen, compliment a woman's intellect, a woman's uh tenacity and a woman's independence. And women, if you want it, a jump on it. <laughs> a jump on it. Jump, jump on, on it.
0: On dun. it. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun. You know dun. as a as a quick side note, and this is gonna and this is major digression, but I really, really want to point it out because <laughs> it's hilarious. My eyes got wide right now. Right. You'll never see this episode the same way, Jackie. Oh
1: the, no the moment.
0: No, All right. Well, the moment when uh, Vorik pulls Tom Paris off of B'Elanna and he he yells, Lieutenant Tuvok! Right, because he knows Tuvok is there. Tuvok! (laughs) Tu- <laughs> Tuvok and Chakotay, they're there like in an instant. They're like, "What? What's up?" Oh no, I totally got that. You're like, "Wait a second. Hold on. Wait a second. Where were you guys?" So Chicote and Tuvok were
1: literally on the other side of those bushes, like waiting for them to like watching them have sex. What was going on there? Where were you guys? <laughs> no, I saw that uh-huh. a mile away because it made me like again. This episode, yeah. if you get if you if you cut the heart out of it. Because you've you've actually shed light on a lot of points that I'm kind of like oh my god that's so sweet, it's laughable. It yeah, is such really, fanfic. It's so super it comic It's It's such fanfic. It is. It's so fucking great,
0: but it's effective. They did. A g- I mean, what, like you were saying, like the like was this the first episode? Yeah, and they they built up to it so subtly. It's almost I like to draw the comparison the X Files shipper base that was you know that was formed. it's subtle and so and- subtle and so you just, the tension with the audience builds and builds and you really really want a resolution. They did it masterfully between these two characters in Blood Fever.
1: Well, and um, and of course, not only were they very subtle in that introduction. At the very, very end of this episode, we're introduced to the fact that the Borg have existed yep. in the Delta Quadrant. H- hilarious, like that. This episode, which is like all so about,
0: much, all about the sex, so much fluff. At the very end of this episode, is serious, you get the most, the, <laughs> arguably the most important tag of all of like that that's going to impact the rest of star trek voyager because we've we've had okay this is hilarious we've been talking about sex the whole time now we're going to delve into like voyager lore it's Um, literally
1: like your mom walks in on you boning someone it's (laughs) literally like hey you guys the borg are here
0: you're like "What?" what so voyager struggled with having a uh um an adversary a main adversary yeah. that was actually threatening the kazon with their crazy hair and their vidians. dreadlocks the vidians like like none of them were really none of them were really threatening to voyager you're like okay they're they're meeting a bunch of random baddies but but it's nothing like the borg in um you know, in, in freaking next gen or next generation where they actually at some point had assimilated Jean-Luc Picard, like, you know, the, uh, Romulans who like the Vulcans have been battling in their, their serious, serious problem, right? We didn't have a major bad guy that we cared about. And the fact that they took an adversary in the, um, Star Trek universe as formidable as the Borg and put them in the Delta Quadrant for Voyager to have to battle alone, you're like, holy shit, the Borg destroy, regularly destroys entire starfleet fleet like entire fleets of federation ships and that's when they have entire fleets to deal with them here we are in the delta quadrant and just one lone voyager one lone voyager and they've got to deal with the borg and this episode was the one that was like oh by the way borg beat
1: if there was ever a, a Star Trek example of BT dubs. It yeah. was this moment after we've remedied the whole. Mm-hmm. Hey, sorry, my hormones got the best of me. Yeah, it's extracote Ch- going. Hey, what's up, Captain? Because that didn't work out. By the way, BT dubs. Oh, the Borg were here. Yeah, that was, and it's such a weird and surprise. Then <laughs> and then a commercial.
0: And you're like, what? And what? here's the surprise. The reason it was such a surprise was. This planet has been destroyed by something, right? And you just assume when you're watching the episode that, you know, they, they're going to come across a lot of episodes where civilization has been destroyed. The whole series begins with a civilization civilization almost being destroyed. Yes. There's catastrophic, apocalyptic events all over, you know, the Delta Quadrant. And so here it's just, oh, this is just another planet that they're trying to scavenge uh, materials off of. Oh, the civilization has been destroyed and driven underground. Eh, just a footnote. Doesn't really matter. Oh, by the way, what drove them underground? The Borg. Uh,
1: the Borg. No, no big deal. No big deal. No big deal. No bigs. Uh-huh. But it was the Borg. And of course, my beloved Janeway goes, "Oh fuck!" And then we cut to credits. Yeah. Um. So that was that was our recap of uh fucking Blood Fever. <laughs>
0: Ooh, fucking Blood Fever,
1: dude. Fucking Blood Fever. Mm, I mean,
0: regularly watch this episode. I mean, I do. Oh, God. You got TMI, guys. Confessions
1: but of a Jennifer Z. TMI, guys.
0: But one of my favorite <laughs> kinds of evenings. <laughs> after, Here we go. After a long day of work. Cue the music. I love to, I love to go home, <laughs> slip into something comfortable, <laughs> sweats, pop open a bottle of wine, turn uh, it on, Franzia, <laughs> just to uh, turn on blood fever, blood and, fever, uh, and the rest. I just, I just let it happen. Just let it.
1: Happen. As <laughs> as Blanca says. Just let it happen. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, you guys. Well, I am severely intoxicated, which means we are out of time. Mm-hmm. And do you like this wine? I like this wine. I like it too. I'm drinking copious amounts of this alcohol more so than I did Caretaker, if I <laughs> if I'm gonna be frank. Mm-hmm. But I will say you have opened my eyes to the heart of Tom Paris.
0: Yeah, this this was the episode where you're like, okay, Tom Paris, I see you. I see you, Tom Paris. The
1: fact that you said she means more to him mm-hmm. than just a a poke. That's that's impressive to me. Yep. So Jennifer saying. Oh, yes, indeed. Ah, yes. Lovely so march. Chucky. March. What are we looking at oh. in terms of our podcast because <laughs> As a matter of fact, you should do it because it's your choice, and
0: you're already doing that. Accent. <laughs> well, <laughs> it never falls over.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it when you go full leprechaun. Oh, I go full leprechaun, <laughs> and I'll listen to this later. Is that we're going to be going into March, and March is Saint Patrick's Day. <laughs> That's as so a fun. matter of fact, so what we're going to be doing is Farhaven. As, as far as I'm concerned. Are we going to be doing the second one? Spirit. What was the second one? Because there was there was two Fair Havens. Are we doing both of them in March or just one for now? Let's just, we'll figure it. You know, you guys will find out when we find out. You guys, you'll find out when we find out. <laughs> it's, it's much like awesome. a pregnancy test. <laughs> My name is Jacqueline Lopez. That is Jennifer Zhang. Ladies and gentlemen, you have experienced seven of wine. If you like any of what you've heard, and I'm sure it's all of it. Please like or subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, anywhere you hear us, Google Play. Review and rate us as well, mm-hmm. and then tell all your friends and tell your friends to tell their friends. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell their friends. And we can be friends. And we can be friends. What's the rest of that song? I don't know, but God damn it. <laughs> Anyways, it's been a delight to share this episode with you. Lopez out. Zang out. BAM, BITCH! <laughs> I am so-